Frogs, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing so good. How have you been coping with the lockdowns that we've been having? Well, um, initially, I thought it would, it would, well, I think like many persons, I thought this was going to be a short-term thing. So initially I was, I was okay. I was cool, got into creative mode, started doing some things that I wanted to do all along, but never got a chance to do it. You know, just, just delving into myself, learning to love myself again, learning to love my own company, because, you know, um, this situation has brought with it a kind of isolation. And so at first it was okay. But I think like many of us, I'm beginning to get cabin fever. Um, it's, yeah, I, I'm beginning to wear a little bit thin, but, you know, I'm I, I holding strong. I'm holding yeah. strong. <laughs> you have to. And you have to protect yeah. that, your mental health, you know, because this thing will drive you crazy. It will. It will. I find that for me, the, the, the most awful days for me are the no movement days. I, I, I am not a person that usually go, goes out and that kind of thing. Yeah. But the fact that I cannot, if I want to, yeah. I, I think that is the, the, one, the part of it that really irks me. But, you know, yeah. I try to just take it one day at a time. The last, last um, no movement day we days we had, I kept myself busy. I left all that I had to do for those three days. So for the days when I when I when we were able to do stuff and go places, I did all of what I had to do, and then on the lockdown days, I did those other things. So yeah. I think that's what we're doing this coming weekend again. I can completely relate. Um, we're actually gonna talk about that today because I really want to delve into uh, how COVID nineteen and the pandemic has actually impacted marketers and how we've had to pivot and change yeah. our strategies in order to you know keep things going keep the business alive ensure that we're meeting our goals and our objectives so welcome everyone thank you so much for tuning into what's up bro the podcast i'm so happy that you're here to join me today i have with me sancia campbell sancia say hi to the people hi everybody <laughs> Sansia, guys, is someone I've known for quite a while. You know, Sansia, I think I've we've I've known you since I've been to Herald Printers, and I was yeah. at Herald Printers since 2012. So it's almost 10 years. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. True. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a while then, because you know I was trying to put a number on it, you know, because yeah. I knew you were gonna bring this up. I was trying to put a number on it, but I couldn't. But it's good that you... Whoa, that's a long, a long time. time. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. Wow. Guys, Sancio is a public relations, marketing, and event specialist with over 20 years experience spanning the media, hospitality, tourism, and government sectors. She is a results-driven team player who has executed several large, medium, and small-scale events on behalf of her employers. She's also, she has also negotiated and executed sponsor and corporate relationships, as well as executed numerous communication programs individually, as well as part of a team. 
She has a Bachelor of Science degree in marketing and a diploma in public relations, both from the University College of the Commonwealth Caribbean. She has also done several professional training courses in several areas, including content marketing, business communication, sports marketing, and global event marketing. Once again, Santia, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me, Roxanne. I'm so excited to be here to share my knowledge and hopefully somebody would have grasped, grabbed something from what I was able to share, what I'm able to share today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in really getting your take on a few things. So yeah. let me just dive into this brief intro into our topic today. Now, marketing plays a crucial role in any organization, especially as it relates to engaging with and converting customers into valuable assets that create long-term cash streams. Now, this role has been upended during COVID-19. Marketers have had to rethink their strategies in an era of homebound customers, social distancing, and an unpredictable environment that has forced many companies into crisis management. Now, against that backdrop, there was a survey that was conducted by the American Marketing Association asking marketing leaders in the U.S. for profit companies to share their survival strategies, KPIs, and predictions about the future. What emerged from that survey was surprising because while marketers acknowledge the present challenges, they also spot emerging bright spots. In fact, most marketers had agreed that the marketing strategies they have developed and used during the COVID-19 pandemic will be more will be important opportunities for their companies over the long term. So it's safe to say that 2020 was a year like no other, and that yes. 2021 will certainly not revert to the old norm. So as marketers, think about so as marketers think about building brands during this year and beyond, what should we take away from the pandemic? What can we do to help companies grow faster? And how is marketing being redefined in the age of COVID-19? I just want to dive in right away with the first question, Sansio. In your opinion, how has the pandemic change the way marketers do business well you know it's so ironic that you brought up that survey by the american marketers as marketing association because i think like the respondents to that survey that didn't they saw the challenges but they also saw the opportunities it's the same thing that i experienced as well right because you see marketing marketers like everybody else this this whole COVID-19 pandemic situation threw everybody for a curve. So what had to happen is that we basically had to go back to the drawing board to identify, to, 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 to really go into our creative, the creative parts of our brains and find ways how we are going to be able to reach our customers in this particular time. Because the reality, you know, is that everything has changed, Roxanne. The environment has changed. The customers themselves have changed. Yep. It's no, you can't, you can't use demo, demography 
to, to, to define your customers anymore. True. It is more psychographics now. What are their needs? What are the lifestyle changes that they're going to be making? Things like that. And so I think for me personally, one of the things that I first engaged with where, where marketing was concerned in our post-COVID era was listening. Now, people might look at it and say, but listening is not a marketing response. But no, it is. It is. It is. Crucial. You know, it is a crucial part of it because you had to listen to what was not, not, not only what was happening with your customers, but what was happening with your suppliers. Yes. What was happening with your partners. Everybody that contributes to that bottom line that you so want to protect. What, what's happening with each of these categories of stakeholders and how is it that I, as a business, how is it that I'm going to respond to what's happening? Right. And so you find that because everything changed, everybody, first of all, the first response was for everybody to just go digital. That was the first response because since I can't come and see you physically, I didn't. I don't think that people even understood that we could have gotten so digitized in such a true. such a such a short space of time. Very true. You know, yeah. Because remember, COVID arrived in Jamaica on March 10. For my employer on April 1, 2020, we were conducting virtual webinars. Wow. And we were doing webinars two times a week, every week. So wow. it was so amazing how it is that we had acted so quickly because we realized that, hey, listen now, a lot of people are in panic mode. How can we reassure our audiences, our customers, and, 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 and our other stakeholders that, hey, listen, I'm still here. We hoped it was a phase, but apparently it's not because it's going through phases. Right. But with each of the phases that we face, this is my response and this is how I'm going to tell right. with, with it, Everything has changed, Roxanne. Everything. Everything. You, 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 it's no longer know your customers. It's no your customer group. Yes. You have to get granular with it. If you don't get granular with it, you're going to have a problem. So, so businesses have had to change everything. They have had to increase their touch points, not only online, but their offline touch points as well. And, and whether you believe it or not, even in a no-touch city we, um, economy or a no-touch environment that we live in, we we'll have to have physical touch points because there are some people that are not online and they have no intentions of going online. Their online, their online interaction will be limited to maybe swiping the debit card or the credit card, yeah. nothing else, True. right? How do you engage with those persons in this, in, in this time, right? And one of the things that I've also found out through my own research is that Customers not sitting down and waiting for businesses to approach them anymore. Yeah. Customers are going out there and more often than not, when they come and they knock on your door, they have already made a decision to buy from you. True. So be ready. And and on top of that, um the customers are spoiled for choice. Yes. So a lot of a lot of times, you know, if companies take that backseat approach 
it doesn't help. It doesn't oh, it help does. you and it does not connect to the customer. Exactly. And even in a pandemic, we still have a whole heap of options. Yeah. Our whole heap of options are out there. So so it is the onus is on businesses. The ball, the ball, the ball is basically in the businesses court right now to be ready for those customers that are going to be approaching them. And knowing full well that once I come to you as a customer, the decision has been made. There is no buying process. I've already made my decision. I am here, so be ready. And so when I come and I say, okay, I want that close basket over there, ensure that the close basket is there. And you can, whatever you had on your online, on your on your website, suits the fact that I got up and left my house and said, okay, that is the one I want to make sure that when I come there, that is what will happen. If you don't have that, mm -hmm. I'm moving on to the next. True. Right? So that's where we are. The, the goal, if you want to be profitable as a business right now, you've got to be ready to serve the customer groups. They are not waiting on businesses anymore. They are getting up, going out, and doing the do because they, they, they because they know that they, they, right now businesses are like, I don't want to use that word. I'm not going to use that word, but customers are pulling the strings. They yeah. have the, the blade. They have the handle. Right. businesses have the blame so we have to play wise so that we can capitalize as businesses on on what is out there in the economy in terms of the the, the, the spend we have to capitalize we have to capitalize um all right so as we we jump into the next topic i just want you to explain to me and the listeners what would you say are five marketing mistakes that a company should avoid making, especially during this time in the pandemic? Because there are a lot of customers, there are a lot of companies, sorry, that have a tendency to, some of us have adopted and have moved with the time and, and recognize that, listen, our customers are online, but some of us are slower to get it's in our heads that, you know, the physical face-to-face -face is not necessarily what's happening right now. We have to change strategy. We have to see, um, meet the customers where they are. So what right. do you think are some of the mistakes that companies should avoid making, especially during this very hypersensitive period? Well, the number one thing that I think that companies should avoid doing is neglecting or eliminating the marketing component to Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of businesses, both large and small, and, and I'm going to focus on the local market in particular, because if you, if you look at, if you watch international TV, you'll see in a lot of cases where a lot of persons, have, a lot of businesses rather have intensified what it is that they're doing. They're showcasing what they're doing for their small business um, sector and all of that. But locally, I've found that a lot of companies have pulled back. Um, there are hardly any corporate social responsibility programs that I'm seeing right now. You'll find one or two people every now and again doing oh, a little tablet giveaway or something like right, that. Right. But now is not the time to do that. Now is the time. I'm not saying spend all your money on marketing. But there must be a budget or something in place that keeps the business top of mind because if it is that you plan to make a profit from your business if the customer don't know about it then now think about you first. true 
True. Right? So it's so important that you keep that marketing project. Decide what you're going to do with it because it's not everything is going to be online. After all, there are still customers, as I said, that are not online and have no intentions of going online. But in addition to that, another 316 million people, according to umbrella.com, 316 million people have joined the online community since April, April 2020, right? So people are still joining online. And, and one of the other things that people are doing to increasingly using their mobile phones to conduct business. So if your business is not, does not have a marketing component, you are in trouble. Absolutely. You are in serious trouble and you are not going to be able to put it to the market. Mm -hmm. Next, the second thing is that they should, they should ensure that they have an online presence. The reality is that unless you are canning peas, you are going to need customers. <laughs> and the, the, the reality is too that whether you like it or not, a large percentage of the market is online. It's online, yes. A large, large, large percentage of them is online. And, and at the very least, at least 70% of the market um, has access to a smartphone. So even if they're not online, you can send them a text or a WhatsApp message that has graphics in there yes. so that they can see what you're talking about. But you must have an online presence and the online, online presence must be consistent. And as much as it's possible, it will send the same message across the different channels. So I'm not saying post the same thing. I'm saying send the same message, which is, which is a different thing. Because you have to think about which audience is on which platform. Yes. The audience that's on Instagram will not speak the same language as the audience that is on LinkedIn. True. So you have to know how to, to find the messages differently so that each of the audiences can appreciate it. But make sure, say you say the same, you are singing from the same hymn book as mm -hmm. so that people understand that, oh, it's the same company that I saw over yes. Yes. You must have an online presence in, um, in this era. The next is not knowing who your customer segments are. And, we're, and, and secondary to that, not knowing where to find them. Yes. You see, marketing right now, Roxanne, is going to take a lot of back-end work. Mm -hmm. You have to talk to the customers. You have to, you can't just get up and create a campaign out of the air. Yeah. You're wasting your money when you do that. Find out what people want. One of the things that I do um, when we do uh, webinars and stuff through my, um, through my workers, one of the things I always do, the, the registration form is a survey. I want to find out who you are what you're doing at this time, what were you doing before this time? Because that is how we are able to respond to the needs of the customers. Yes. So you, are, you have to, you can't take, marketing is not a laid back job, right? It is really delving into who your customer segments are 
and reaching them where they are is going to be crucial to your Absolutely. fourth point is not listening to customers and being empathetic all of us are going through a difficult time but you're a business that is looking to get money be empathetic to me and listen to me and when i make a suggestion take it in or at least show me that you're thinking about it because if you are not thinking about it it's okay somebody else will think about it for you true true right so you you as a business at this time you have to show people that you care you care yeah yeah you want them money but you care as well exactly you have to show them and then the final thing the final mistake that you should avoid making is being inflexible, unresponsive, and unadaptable. Wow. Other words, refusing to yeah, man, refusing to change. One of the things I find is that a lot of people, a lot of businesses, they don't want to go online. They don't want to do virtual sessions. They don't want to go live. They will post, you know, but then, then somehow they don't want to go live. They don't want to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. How are you going to? establish or re-establish nobody is gathering anywhere no one is gathering anywhere i i tell i i teach um event planning at heart and i tell my students coming out of covid 19 we are going to see the biggest um explosion of hybrid events yes yes Hybrid is the way of the future. Nobody now pop up, pop up in and nowhere again. Once the limit has been reached, because Roxanne, let me tell you something. You know, the only time people lock down worry people are when they tell them so they can't leave them. <laughs> it's true. You see, Sunday to Tuesday, I will be here walking around going crazy. You see, Wednesday morning, when I can get up and drive out my car, sometimes I don't even bother drive it out till on Thursday. <laughs> Understand? So the, the, the lockdown only becomes a problem when you tell people you lock them in and tell them to them can't go. Yes. Once they have the opportunity option to go, it's not a problem. It's not hybrid a problem. is yeah, mm. hybrid is gonna be the way of the future. Online is the way of the future. I can tell you that and with certainty. Those meetings, if you remember back in the day when me and you used to plan, we used to sponsor our events and stuff, and every minute we call you. And the rest are sponsors and said, Come, we're having a meeting at Pegasus. Those days are over. We're doing Zoom meetings. Right. Okay, so you have to be flexible as a business. You have to be responsive because if someone sends you an email or a DM or whatever, and you don't respond in a reasonable time for them, they are moving on to their next. Yeah, man. And you have to adapt to change. You can't set in your way and say, well, this is the way I've been doing business from 1960 and I'm not changing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not changing, it's not a problem. There are other people that are going to do make changes and so they are going to capture the market. That's right. That's right. So those are my my five my top five because there are many more mm -hmm. but those are my top five yeah I, I and i can appreciate it because a lot of times you might have um 
some businesses that, you know, they've been doing things for a long period of time. They've been around since 1900. And they think that the same method of doing things back then is the same thing you should be carrying out in 2021. When the world has changed, they say it all the time, you know, one thing that is consistent in life, one thing that is constant is change. And you have to adapt. You you must adapt or else you're going to fall in the wayside and in people because they have so many options. They can move to somebody else if you're not satisfying their needs. There's somebody else out there that will certainly accommodate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So so we salute all of the older people that are in business who recognize that how, how we used to do things in the 50s and how we do it in 2000s. In the 2000s, you can't do it that way anymore. And so they incorporate the children and grandchildren into the yes, business to yes. modernize the thing. Yes. We, have to, we have to salute those persons. Absolutely. Because they recognize that the succession of the business is going to now depend on the next generation. So exactly. have to incorporate them in the whole strategy and how they're going to move forward so that not just their kids but the grandkids and the great grandkids can benefit from it benefit right absolutely um i've been seeing that a lot of similar to corporate brands you do have brands that are very active online but i also feel like the pandemic has awakened a lot of personal brands to be birthed a lot of persons are yeah. capitalizing on this period to let their voice be known, create their own brand voice, try to put themselves in front of the camera, in front of social media, present their, their skill sets, their talents, giving persons a service that they might be lacking. Um, otherwise, especially now where face-to-face business is limited and a lot of online um, services are being offered, people are creating a personal brand. Um, I can say off the top of my head, one of the biggest personal brands out there is Terry Carroll Griffiths. I mean, she is such an amazing individual. She has honed her brand. She understands her platforms. She understands how to utilize all platforms. Uh, You have Nicole McLaren Campbell, you have um, some of these, you know, influencers, quote unquote, but a lot of persons are using this opportunity to create a, a personal brand for themselves. So my question is, should a personal brand be treated differently from a corporate brand? Is there any difference or is it the same approach that somebody should take? It, it, it depends, I think, on what you are doing. If it is that you are going to establish, for example, Terry Carell Griffiths and Company or TK Griffiths and Company, it might be, it, it is in your best interest to establish you, who you are, and then establish your brand, your company after that, because then it will be more believable at that point because right. Terry Carell would have been established. Right. Um, but it, it can be intertwined, but it's dependent on what you're building. If you are building you, then you, you know, you're going to take a different set of elements than if you are building a company. Mm-hmm. If you are building a company, is something completely different because a 
company cannot thrive on the personality of one person alone. It has to be a of individuals, whether they are family, friends, or, or whatever. So, but, but as I said, it, it, it's dependent on what you're trying to do. If it's a personal, it's one of those companies, like what Terry Carell is doing is, because I, I know Terry Carell very well, amazing, aside from her business side, amazing lady, lovely personality, a good, good friend. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've i been seeing her online as well as some of the others that you've mentioned and even some others that have come along that have that don't have the name as yet or yes. the name recognition, but they are definitely out there doing stuff for themselves, establishing their themselves and their brands out there. And it, it's really great to see. One of the things that I've noted, Roxanne, that persons that have training like ours in the areas of marketing and, 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 and public relations and so on. Once it is that we put our shoulders to the wheel, as it were, this pandemic, I must say, it would have been good to us in terms of establishing our own personal brands. And it might have been good for some of your checks are concerned as well. Right. You know? Yeah, but, but it's, been a, it's, been, it's, it's not been bad. Yes. For me, I must say it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been all bad at all. <laughs> and I am not a brand or anything like that. <laughs> well, you, what do you mean you're not a brand? You are a brand, Sancio. I see you making moves. I'm subscribed to your newsletter. What do you mean by you're not a brand? <laughs> I, I, I always tend to do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I've been... And, and that's one of the things that I engaged in during the lockdown as well, building my own personal brand, brand because I wanted to establish myself, particularly mm-hmm. where as a voice, as it relates to marketing in particular, because I find I see so many mistakes yes. being made by small, medium and large business owners, even persons who are just a, just a one man, a solopreneur doing their, doing their own thing, but they're not willing to listen to the voice of reason. Yes. You know what I mean? And I see them making so many mistakes. And that was one of the reasons why I started my, um, my page, my LinkedIn page and supported by IG and FB as well, the business pages on those, where I just give out random marketing tips, mm-hmm. ways that you can just fix yourself because it appears that you don't want to get anybody to fix you. So here is the information fix yourself. Yeah. That is what I've been doing, you know? So, I mean, yeah, and, and so far so good. Um with as being somebody who has really capitalized on this time and this period um, of the pandemic, what would you say are your top five branding tips for persons listening who want to branch out but not certain how to go about it? What tips would you give them? Well, the first thing I would say to them is to build your brand below the radar before you make a grand public um, entrance. Mm -hmm. Know who you want to be. Know how you want to be perceived, right? I went through a whole thing, a whole overhaul of my self 
yeah. before I, I put myself out there. And I've been doing this for a long time. This is not something that I just got up and said, oh, I'm going to do this today. Right. But I, I did some self-evaluation. A lot of people don't know this. Well, because a lot of people don't know me. But prior to the onset of COVID, I had bald head. I was sporting a mohawk for a moment. And um, the, because of the pandemic, pandemic, I didn't go to the barber for a little while. And within six months, Roxanne, my hair just grew back when I said spring up, yeah. right? And I said to myself, okay, in establishing my personal brand, where do I want to go with my look? My purse, my look. Yeah. I'm a girl that sports flats, sneakers. Um, I am more comfortable in jeans and a polo, but now here it is that I want to establish myself as a voice in terms of marketing. So what is the look that I want to go with? How do I want to be perceived? So the first thing I did was to design that look, what I want to look like. So even in my going my regular daily going out nowadays one of the things that i've eliminated from my wardrobe and you might look at it and say no oh, that's that's trivial but i've basically eliminated flip-flops from my wardrobe really yeah man because for me it gives a carefree kind of look and carefree is not a bad look yeah but if don't don't get me wrong. If the context is right, I'll have on flip flop. Right. But I decided that shoes, boots in particular, because I've got some local boots and I wear those with my jeans. I wear a t-shirt still, but sometimes I wear a little bit more formal shirt because I, this is how I want people to see me. Right. Right. So that was one of the things I did. How do I want to be seen? That was very then after that, I said, okay, what do I have to offer? Who am I? What are my areas of expertise? Yeah. And so I went and I did my little internal look back at my degrees and look at what I've been doing over the years where I've established yeah. any level of expertise. And I said, okay, I can be known for these things. Mm-hmm. And, and that is how I did it under the radar so i didn't get a roadmap for yourself right so i didn't just get up like like i'm going to bed tonight i'm gonna dream it i'm gonna say all right tomorrow morning no i sit down and i plan it out what i want to do and how i want to be seen perception is very important in a field like this so whatever it is it is that you're doing so if you want to be seen as a fashionista or you want to become a personal shopper you can't dress like a bum to be a personal shopper you have to look like you have to look the part yes and so whatever it is that you want to do define that define it first of all then the second thing is to identify the places and channels through which you can best reach your target market and meet them there. So for me, as I said before, I noticed that a lot of businesses were making mistakes as it relates to marketing. 
but I also note that um, if I went online, I could have had a, a larger reach. Right. So that is what I did. I went and I joined all of these business groups online, right? And then after I joined them, I started, I introduced myself, started posting little things here and there until I built up a following, right? Yeah. And, and, and engage with the following and stuff. So you have to know where the people are that you want to, to target and go there. Me, and don't just go there and you just start post. Tell them who you are. Tell them where you're from. One of the biggest talking points for me in these groups is the fact that I'm from Jamaica. A lot of people, for some strange, we don't know why we're the biggest little country on earth. And a lot of people say, oh, I've never met anybody from Jamaica. What? What? Can you never have met anybody right? from Jamaica? Come on, no. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. But <laughs> I have, I have gotten contacts, and even and I go as far as to say a friend. I have a friend who lives in the UK. She's never been to Jamaica, but because of our interaction, she wants to come here, and I'm encouraging her to yeah. pop up her family and come and let me show her around. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so. You have to know where your audience is and go there as well. Yep. And then you have to believe in your brand. Even if nobody else don't believe it with you, believe it yourself yes. and live it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that will take you over, if you don't mind sharp as Granny would have said, is this thing called imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You don't believe you're good enough and you don't believe that anybody will actually believe that what you're saying is true. And I've suffered, I suffered from that for years. Yeah. And every now and again, it, it threatens to creep in. But believe in your brand, live your brand. You are your best salesman. Yes. If you don't believe in your brand, it is harder for others to buy into what you're selling. So you have to believe it, Absolutely. right? The next thing, be consistent. You cannot be an apple today and tomorrow you're an orange yeah. unless you are rebranding. And if you are building a brand and you're not sure about something, don't launch it. Call it. Call it and be sure about it because once you put it out there, people are going to hold you to it. Right? And con when you are consistent, it will help you to gain the confidence of your target market. And the, the, the final thing, once you have built that brand, own it. Take it on completely. If you if there are necessary, if there are legal steps to take to protect your brand from being exploited, do it. Mm -hmm. The brand completely. Don't leave it up to anybody to de define it for you or not like that. Own it completely and totally. Mm. Those are my five top five branding tips oh sansia you're dropping some gems on us today man because every single thing that you've said i can completely relate to and i'm pretty sure a lot of persons will just look back and say you know i have this thing that i've always wanted to do and i just wasn't sure if i can do it or if i should do it but the fact is that, you know, when you when you kind of take 
stock of everything and you sit down and you evaluate and you do that self-evaluation, self-reflection, identify where your strengths are, where is it that you can push your own uniqueness in pushing a product or a service or pushing your own brand, you should take it. Some people are too scared to take that yeah. step, you know? Yeah, it, 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 it's a reality. Um, people are scared. And I, 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 I'll be very honest with you. I was one of those people that was very, very afraid of putting myself out there because Same. I was all, yeah, always saying to myself, I wonder what so-and-so going to think. I wonder if anybody's going to think. And yeah, it's one of the decisions I made when we went into the pandemic. One of the, one of the first things, after I realized that this looked like it, I'm going to go on for a little while. The first thing I started to do was to build my own capacity. So I found some free courses online. And this is another thing that I want to share with persons. This is not necessarily marketing. But whatever it is that you are good at, there are free there are so many free courses online from accredited universities. Mm-hmm. Right? And and when you finish the, the free courses, they, they ask you to pay a minimum of even like seven or five US dollars yeah. just to get the certificate. Yeah. Do it. Get the certificate, build your capacity. It only it can only help help you at the end of the at the end of the day. One of my dreams is to um, work as part of a team for one of these global sporting events. I thought that Olympics, yeah. World Championships, or World Cup football. I want to do that. And I don't want to, I'd like, I for the Cricket World Cup that was held in Jamaica, I worked at Sabrina Park as the venue accreditation manager. But when, I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about being a part of the overall organizing committee. That is one of my biggest dreams. And that is why when I saw the certification for the global sports marketing program, I went ahead and did it. And right? how was it, by the way? It was was very good. It was very good. It gave you so much information. There are things that you don't even think about. And it's so, that, that goes into planning these events. But outside of that, it's so intricate. Mm-hmm. It's so intricate because it's like you have to learn the culture of each of the countries coming to that one venue location, mm-hmm. right? And then wherever it is that they, the, the event is being held, that city itself has to be ready. Because imagine if you have 40,000 athletes coming to Jamaica, coming to Kingston to run at the National Stadium. You know that Kingston is ready for that because when I have 40,000 hotel rooms at Kingston. Yeah. True. But there has to be the back work that goes into preparing Kingston mm-hmm. for that. You understand? Mm-hmm. So when you think about all the things that goes into it, trust me, it will be a fantastic thing for me to be able to do something like that. So I'm saying that to say, if there is something that you like or can do, but you can get additional certification in it, yeah. go ahead and do it. One of the things I decided when COVID finally finish, I must come out of it better and stronger than I was. Yes. yes. Yeah, man. And I'm even if I just believing in myself, that's enough. It's enough. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree. And and to to piggyback on the courses that you've 
you've mentioned in terms of um, doing that personal development and upgrading one skill. Uh, people, you can always go to Google. Google has their Google Digital Garage. There's so yes. many. It was one. That I got certification in digital marketing from Google Digital Garage as well. There you go. And you yeah. have um, Coursera that has a yes. load of, of courses that people can do. And there are a whole host of other a courses. Whole, yeah. And Udemy as well, udemy.com. Yes. And, the, yes. and these are all, these sites um, partner with um, these international universities. Mm -hmm. The names are recognized, but mm -hmm. about Columbia and NYU and all of these. So it's not yeah. no little DBDB university. Exactly. Really, really UTM and, so they can go in and get that and for some little bit of money, as they would have said. Yeah. You know? True, <laughs> true, true, true. I mean, Sancio, it, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I mean, I love this type of conversation because we're in the same field. So this just gets me all excited. Anytime people talk about marketing, my head turn. I'm all about uh, it. Yeah, that's all about that sort of um, growth and development. And uh, I feel like what we discussed today, a lot of persons would benefit from it. A lot of persons would have learned something new. They would be able to turn these tips, these tricks, these, these little gems and nuggets and try to create something for themselves. See how best, listen again to the interview and see how best you can utilize this knowledge to enhance your own self. So, Santi, I just want to thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Any last words to the listeners? Yeah, um, thank you, first of all, Roxy, for inviting me. Um, this is the first time I'm being interviewed on a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I feel pretty special this you evening. You are. <laughs> But um, yeah, I just want to say particularly to the business owners, don't see marketing as a, as a cost. It's an investment, you understand? Once it's done properly, it's an investment. Do the necessary research to find out where your, market, your markets are. That's one. And to find out where your customers are so you can be very targeted with, with your, your campaigns, but also ensure that they include something to measure. Ensure that there are some key performance indicators. When you are, especially if you have a small marketing budget, don't just say, oh, mega spend $200,000 for marketing. No. Yeah. Be very strategic about it. Where you spending what you identify what you want to achieve is it increasing sales is it increasing brand awareness and how will you measure something like brand awareness because that is not something that is easy to measure right so ensure that you know what you want to achieve and how what are the steps that you're going to take to achieve because marketing your business is very 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 important and it is what will help you to, to get that profit that you want to get you're not going to just get the profit because oh you're selling cheap no you have to have a plan kfc don't just don't just sell hundreds and thousands of pounds of chicken in jamaica every day they spend years 
years upon years upon years building that brand, that KFC brand in Jamaica. So yeah. till people foreign will tell you that the best KFC chicken them ever taste are the one with their Jamaica. And if you notice, KFC have them time slots, 12 o'clock every day and practically every station. It is not 12, it's 12.30 and even 7.30 at night on TVJ. The KFC had run the same. You are your own icon and every minute them change up the campaign. Yes. And in the face of COVID, um, KFC raised three times. And the line don't shot yet. Exactly. <laughs> Understand what I say? That that kind of that kind of brand loyalty don't just happen. Mm-hmm. It does not just happen. That took work. So be willing to put what put the work in there to build your brand once you believe in it. And those are my few words. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, Sancio. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I was happy to be part of this. So thank you so much. I really, I liked it. <laughs> I appreciate you coming and joining me for this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in touch with this marketing guru herself, Sancia Campbell, you have to check out her Facebook and IG handles, Marketing TSB. She has a blog, sanciacampbell.blogspot.com. And of course, you know, the LinkedIn profile is up and out. Just look for Sancia Campbell on LinkedIn and you'll find her. Even subscribe to her newsletter. She has some really good newsletters. I make sure that I read them every month. So Sancia, I appreciate it. Thank you so much again, everybody. I'll see you guys in another episode. I hope you guys uh, continue to have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thank you.